So if you would please join with me in the book of Luke, chapter 3. Luke 3. I'm going to start with verse 2. My microphone's crazy this morning. There we go. Luke 3, verse 2. Now, Annas and Sophias, that's how you say his name. Sophia? Caiaphas. I was way off. <laughs> wow. Nice. I was thinking a dude named Sophia wasn't very cool. But, I didn't, you know, it's biblical times, so that's acceptable, I guess. So <laughs> it's all good. Apparently, they were the high priests, <laughs> and you couldn't make fun of them back then, but we can today because they're not here. So, <laughs> now at a time, a message from God came to John, the son of Zechariah, who lived in the wilderness. Then John went from place to place on both sides of the Jordan River, and he was preaching that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. Now, Isaiah had spoken of John when he said this. Now, now remember, this is Isaiah from hundreds of years earlier. Isaiah says this about John. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. The valleys will be filled. The mountains and the hills made level. The curves will be straightened and the rough places made smooth. And then all the people will see the salvation sent from God. So Isaiah says this, and this is John's message that John preaches, uh, uh, the coming of Christ, prepare the way of the Lord. Now, over the last few weeks, we've uh, talked about just the birth of Jesus, uh, his coming and, and, and how he came and he was born in a manger and, and just uh, everything leading up. And if you were there, Back in those days, I mean, everything uh, was just centered around, I mean, from, from hundreds of years earlier where Isaiah has given his prophets, so many prophets before has been talking in anticipation of the one to come, that Jesus would get there. And then Jesus has showed up. He's on the scene. He is born. He's on planet Earth, flesh and blood. And then you know what happens for the next 30 years? Not much at all. As a matter of fact, for the next 30 years, there's only a few lines that we have in Scripture that tells us a few little things about Jesus. Um, has this ever happened to you? Have you ever gotten really excited about something, and then all of a sudden, it just goes flat? It just goes nothing. Crickets. So the year is 1989, and Back to the Future 2 came out. Michael J. Fox was the man, you know? He was awesome. And there's a part in the movie, and some of y'all know where I'm going with this, where they pull out the hoverboard. <laughs> and every kid wanted one. Every person in here that's seen that still wants one today. And I remember as a kid, like, seeing this movie, watching Michael J. Fox on this hoverboard, and, and then all of a sudden, the next few weeks, all, every, all the kids, oh, yeah, it's coming out. It's coming out at Christmas time. I heard it. I heard it was going to be out at Christmas time, and, and I got my name on the list. I'm going to be the first one, and, and then it didn't happen. And so then the next year, no, 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 it's coming out this year at Christmas time, and I'm going to get a hoverboard, and it didn't happen. And it's been like 20-something years, and I can't lie to you, I'm still waiting for my hoverboard. 
I mean, come on, people. We put a man on the moon. Like, we could, like, fly jets at five. You could put me on a hoverboard and float five inches above the ground. Come on. I'm still waiting. And my, my hope is, is there. But at the same time, it's crushed because it hasn't happened yet. And everyone has been waiting for Jesus, and Jesus shows up on the scene. But then there's this kind of 30 years of, well, hold on. Well, wait a second. Uh, what is going on? And, and there's, this, there's this line that tells us, says, and Jesus grew, in, in Luke 2.52, it says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And so, like, for this 30 years, what did Jesus do? He, well, he grew. Like, he, he had to grow. He actually grew up, and he grew in wisdom and stature. Like, there were some things that he needed to learn, which is kind of mind-blowing because he's Jesus, right? But there were some things that he needed to learn. There was, there was some wisdom, there was some, and he had to get to know some people. Like, this is, have you ever had the moment where, like, you kind of think that you're ready, but you're not? It's that moment where you graduate college or high school or whatever, and you think you understand like what the workforce looks like you've you've gone to school you've read the books you think you know how to do this job and then you start and you realize i really don't know much at all i've got some things i've got to learn and this is process there's some things that we've got to learn there's some people that we've got to meet but there comes a point within all of our lives there comes a point in jesus's life there comes a point in john's life where you have to go public and, and if if you were in marketing uh marketing would would label it like this they would say there there, there comes a point where you have to ship you have to put your product you got to put that package in the mail you have to put it out there you've got to put it on the store shelves people have, this is the invention this is the this is the thing this is the product this is the whatever it is that we provide and it's out there for people and they're either going to love it or they're going to hate it but it's there it's in the mail. There's no going back. And, and there comes a point, I think, in all of our lives where we've got to go public. Where, okay, we've been doing this and we've been growing in wisdom and favor and all of this has been leading up. But now, now is the time where we put it out there and we put it all on the line. It's kind of my question this morning. Have you done that? Have you gone public with your faith? Have you, have you, do, do other people know that you are a believer in Jesus Christ? Have you been baptized? Have you made this public confession of, man, I was, I'm, went under an old man, and now I'm coming up a brand new creation in Christ? Have you gone public? And, and for, for some of us, or for most of us, maybe we have gone public with our faith, but have you gone public with your gifting, with the, the gifting and the calling that God's put into your heart? Have you gone public with that? Have you, have you, have you stepped out and said, I, I think this is what God's calling me to do, but I just haven't done it yet. And, and I've been waiting, and, and, and I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and God said, well, maybe now it's time to go public. It's time to, to go out there and step out. And here's the thing. Not everybody's going to like it. Not everybody's going to uh, appreciate your gift or the things that God's. But, and, and maybe some of us, we kind of have this fear of like, well, maybe I'll be rejected. Let me just like let you know right now, you will be rejected. You will be. He was, so we will be. Like, it's just part of it. Any, anything worth doing well is worth getting criticized over. 
you're going to have haters. It's going to have, if you don't have haters, you're probably not doing it well enough. I'm serious. You, you should have some of this. And, have, and we've got to go public. We've got to put it on the line. There's going to be some bumps in the road. Um, Edison, light bulb. Uh, he was, he was uh, questioned by a reporter one time. And it said that Edison failed a thousand times before he got the light bulb to work. And uh, one reporter questioned him and asked him, how did it feel to fail a thousand times? How did it feel to fail a thousand times? And I love what he responded. He responded like this. He said, I didn't fail a thousand times. The light bulb was invented in a thousand steps. The light bulb was invented in a thousand steps. And here's the thing. Maybe you've been doing something and you don't know it, but God got you on step 996. 997. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. It's part of the process. It's part of the process. And so, all of this has happened. Jesus has come on scene, and God says, listen, I'm sending this guy before, I'm sending John, and he's going to prepare the way for you. And this is John's message, like, prepare the way. Now, we've heard that before. If, you, if you've ever heard of John the Baptist, you've heard about this guy. He, he's kind of crazy. He dresses a little bit different. Uh, he's, he's eating these locusts and wearing this, like, camel hair stuff. And so he's basically like a hipster, you know. He's, he's out there. He's a little bit different. He was the cool of the day, um, out in the desert, preaching these messages. And if you were there, and if you were listening to this message for the first time, and you were hearing someone say, listen, prepare the way for the Lord, this is what would go through your mind. See, back in those days, whenever a, a king or a prince would get ready to travel from one place to another, there would be a group of, uh, uh, of men and women that would go before them, and they would actually clear, physically clear the road and make the road straight for them, and make the path straight for them. Uh, it was basically the equivalent of our modern-day road construction. It would be the road construction crew. Whenever you know, you're, you're on the road, and all of a sudden you start seeing those yellow uh, cones in the road, and then there's the big sign that says, listen, the right lane is closed, because they're doing some construction. They're getting it ready. They're making the way straight. Or even maybe a better example would be, if you've ever gone to a place where the president's getting ready to go to, the president gets ready to go to a certain city, whatever. The Secret Service always goes before him. And the Secret Service goes in, and they'll, they'll like, weld the uh, manhole covers. They'll, like, check stuff for sniper perches. I mean, they're doing all of this stuff to prepare the way for the president's coming. And so if you're there, and you're hearing John say this message, and he's saying, prepare the way for the king, it's instantly recognized, like, yeah, this, this is, for some of us, this is our jobs. We go and we, we physically make these roads straight so it could be a path for these kings to come on. We're making the ro these roads. So it's very much familiar to them, and yet at the same time, it's very different. Because John comes on and he's saying, listen, he's preaching a baptism of repentance. Now this is completely revolutionary. People have not heard of this before. This is something that, this is a brand new idea. This is a brand new doctrine. What are you talking about? See, now, there was baptism, but it's not how we relate to baptism. 
how, how the baptism of water was used, it was really related two different ways. One, in the areas of consecration and in the areas of purification. In Exodus 29, there's these different rules of like, listen, uh, set aside the priest, set aside, consecrate yourself for the day. And that they would literally have to bathe themselves. They would have to be baptized in this water and be set aside for getting ready to come into the presence of the Lord. Then in Leviticus, there's all these rules and different things for like, listen, if there's these people that have different skin conditions or if they touch something unclean or whatever, they have to be baptized. We, they wouldn't use the word baptized, but they would use water as a way of consecrating themselves, be made pure again. If there was even someone, uh, Jewish tradition, Jewish law says like, if someone that is a, a outside uh, uh, of Judaism, outside of the, the worshiper uh, uh, of Jesus inside uh, with the Jews, and they wanted to come and, and worship this God, they would have to be cleansed with water. And so it always represented this kind of consecration. It represented a purification, but it never represented the repentance of sin. It never represented your sins being done with. That was a completely different thing. That was, man, that's what the priest did, and there was this uh, sacrificial goat, and all these, that was how our sins, uh, and so this, this whole repentance of sins, like, whoa, 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 this is something completely different. The change, see, the changing of the heart, like repentance, the turn, uh, none of this was needed before this. None of the, it, it was all just, we just do, if we follow all these rules, if we follow all these, these laws, this is what makes us right with God. And we go through things, and so the water represented just another rule. The water was, well, we just purify, we just, we just consecrate ourselves. And, and you could, here's the thing, you could be clean on the outside, and that's all that really mattered. It didn't matter how dirty you were on the inside. You, 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 you could uh, have who knows what going on inside of your heart as long as you didn't do it on the outside. And if you just followed all the rules— uh, it reminded me years ago whenever I was over in Indonesia I was living at this orphanage and the orphanage had this sweet I don't know 70s maybe I'm not sure what year uh, Volkswagen bus I mean it was just awesome you know the, the Volkswagen bus 0 to 60 in 4 hours you know just sweet and um, on the outside man it just like it looked awesome and one day it broke down, and I'm with, with the guy, and he pops the hood thing that was on that. But anyway, and it was literally like duct taped and bungee cords, and the, the throttle for the gas had broken, and he had a, a, a um, rubber band that was for the gas throttle. And then the carburetor messed up. And there was, they couldn't find the part for, that goes uh, for the seal. So this dude grabs a cardboard box, cuts out the shape of it, and uses the cardboard as the seal. And it worked. Like somehow, I'm sitting here, I'm in this Volkswagen, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we are going to blow up at any moment. I mean, first of all, it's a 70s Volkswagen bus. Now we're doing all this to it, and it looked great on the outside. But it was horrible horrible on the inside and, and i don't know if y'all remember this but growing up here there used to be this guy that had uh this uh it was either ferrari no it was a lamborghini it was a lamborghini in shalot and it looked you know like oh man this, this dude has a lamborghini 
And, but it wasn't. It was one of those kit cars that you buy in the mail, and, and it, had a, it had a Volkswagen engine in it. So you'd see this Lamborghini driving down the road, and it sounded like a four-cylinder Volkswagen, like, and you're just like, that, that's just wrong. Like, stop doing that. But that was all of life up to this point. All of life was all about, man, let's just look good on the outside. It doesn't matter that there's nothing going on good on the inside. And see, and, and, and John's sermon here, John is showing them the weakness of these laws. And he's turning into like, listen, no, 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 it's more than that. It's, it's faith in God. There's, there's a repentance. There's a change of heart. There's this baptism that's different. It's this, it, it, you, could be, you could be baptized and repent. I mean, you could be clean on the inside. It, it, was, it was revolutionary to the people of the day. And that's why people from all over were coming to listen to this message. Because it meant, listen, there was hope. There, there was hope that, like, because I, I want to know God, but then I see these Pharisees and I see these religious leaders, but I do not want to be like them. Because I see, yeah, they look the part, but I know how much they've hurt me, and I know how much shady things they do and i know all of this that's going on inside and and here's the thing maybe this is a revolutionary idea for the day but maybe it's a revolutionary idea for today because let's be honest how many times with our relationship with jesus do we begin to think it's based on rules and like okay god because i'm doing all of these things right you're pleased with me and God, because I've followed all of the rules, this is what's going to produce this, these results. And here's the thing. For some of us, we've gone years. We've gone decades. And we've kind of done A plus B, and we've done all the things. And it was supposed to equal C, but we didn't get those results. And so it kind of leaves some of us kind of frustrated. And God said, listen, don't, don't you see that it's something bigger than just following the rules? There's a repentance that can happen. There's a change of heart that could happen. I could change you on the inside. Where you no longer can just look like a good Christian, you can be a good Christian. You, you no longer can just like look like it on the outside. You could actually be who people think you are. Let me say that one more time. You could actually be who people think you are. John, he's preaching this message, this baptism of repentance. It's brand new. Prepare the way. It's new revolution. And people are hearing these words, and something inside their heart says, yes. That's what I need. That's what I want. And, and the scriptures go on to say that as he's preaching, and all these people are hearing, it says this, and, and the, crowds, the crowds came to him, and the crowds asked, well, what should we do? And John replied, he said this, if you have two shirts, give one to the poor. And if you have food, share with the hungry. And, and, and even the corrupt tax collectors came to be baptized. And, and they said, teacher, what should we do? So here comes this question again, what should we do? And he says this, collect no more taxes than the government requires. Amen. There it goes. <laughs> and what should we do, asked some of the, some of the soldiers, John replied, don't extort money or make false accusations, but be content with your pay. 
So here's this group of people. He's preaching this message. He's preaching this baptism of repentance. He's preaching you can be changed on the inside. There, there's faith and hope in this one to come, that we're preparing the way for Jesus Christ, our Savior. We've been waiting for him. And all of these people are connecting with him. They're saying, yes, I want this. I need something greater. I need something bigger on the inside. And so they begin to ask him, so what do we do? And, and the crowd asks him. And, and it's funny that there's these three different groups of people because uh, obviously the tax collectors know, well, well, listen, I'm not part of this crowd yet, but you don't know the stuff that I've done, so I've obviously got to do something else. And then the soldiers, well, you don't know what I've done, so I've got to do something else. What do we do? And some of us are still asking that question, what do we do? And, and what's interesting is John gives a different answer for each one of them. For the crowd, he says, listen, you got two jackets, just give another brother your jacket. If you got some extra food, just, just share your food. Just open up your home. Stop trying to hoard all the stuff in and just, just be, be brotherly to your neighbor. Just be brotherly. Have, have faith that, that God's going to take care of you. To, to the tax collectors, stop, stop cheating people. Stop lining your own pockets. To the soldiers, listen, just be content. Be content with what you got and stop doing false accusations. Don't abuse your power. Don't abuse your power. And it's something different for each person. And this is what I've learned. We all have our own struggle. We all have our own struggle. See, your struggle might not be my struggle. My struggle might not be your struggle. But there's something in your life that God's saying, listen, we've got to make this crooked path straight. You, you want to live this life where you're not just clean on the outside, but you're clean on the inside. Well, we've got to deal with some of these issues, too. And the thing that I'm going to deal with you about might not be the thing I deal with him about. And if all we do is take our time and we, we try to just look at other people's stuff, well, you, God needs to deal with them about this. I can't tell you how many times people are always, Lucas, I need you to pray for my spouse. Pray for my husband. And, uh, maybe I need to pray for you. Maybe you're a little bit more crazier than you think. Let's talk about this for a minute. How about we look at our own stuff? Because you know your struggle. Come on. You know your struggle. You know your crooked path that Jesus needs to make straight. And you want 2017 to be the best year you've ever had? <laughs> well, God's showing up on the scene. And he's saying, I'm preparing the way. I'm getting ready to break into your life. But we've got to make a few crooked paths straight. And here's the thing. Somewhere along this journey, see, you thought you were making the path straight for God. But the reality is God was making the path straight for you. And see, what, what we've got to be very careful of is when God starts to deal with us with some of these things in our life, is, is we can't begin to turn them into this list of laws and, and think that we could do it in our own strength. Okay, God, so this is my struggle. So I'm going to do this, this, and this. And I'm going to be able to conquer this with just sheer willpower. Nope. Because some of y'all already broke your New Year's resolution. Y'all like 10 hours into it, and y'all already ate up all the cheesecakes. <laughs> the, uh, the worship team, if y'all come back up. That was my signal. You didn't catch it. Uh, but it's true, you know. You can't 
You can't do it by sheer willpower. You can't do it by, I'm going to do A, B, and C, and it's going to produce this. No, no, no. And that's why John is very clear. When he does all of these things, he says, listen, all these things, guys, crowd, I'm telling you, you've got to share your jackets. Uh, uh, tax collectors, I'm telling you, 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 you've got to don't collect more than, oh, yeah. Uh, soldiers, I'm telling you. But then he says this. He says this. Is, but listen, there's one coming. And he's coming soon. And he's greater than I am. See, because the people have been questioned. Listen, John, you're so awesome. This is so revolutionary. This is so incredible. John, is there, are you the one? No, 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 no. I'm just road construction. I'm just preparing the way. He says, there's one that's coming that's so much greater than I, that I'm not even worthy to be a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He's saying, I baptize you with water, but he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And that's what you need. That's what you, you don't need just more willpower. You need the Spirit of God working in your life. You need the Spirit of Jesus alive and active in your heart because you can't clean up you you're too messed up i'm too messed up i can't do it my mama can't do it my best friend can't do it my pastor can't do it i need jesus he's the only one he's the only one so god what must we do how do we do this i want to repent i want to be baptized turn to jesus we're preparing the way. He is the only way. You want to know how 2017 is going to be the best year yet? Turn to Jesus. Let him do the work. This has been a presentation of Coastal Vineyard Church, a community of faith, hope, and love. For more information on who we are and how you can support future podcasts, visit us on the web at www.coastalvineyard.org.